All of you wonderful people who've had the guts and the risk and, and to start businesses. It's like anything is like you got to help yourself first or they say family first. So take the time and commitment in 2017 to really focus some strategic planning. That's what I mean about, you know, starting with self-examination. If the sound of a machine tool removing metal gets your blood pumping, then you are Metal Working Nation. This is Making Chips, where we talk all things metalworking, engineering and design, production and tooling combined with business best practices, technology, marketing, news, and new media for manufacturing professionals. Here are your hosts, business owners, metalworking experts, and guys who get dirty on the factory floor, Jim Carr and Jason Zanger. Now, let's make some chips. Hello, Metalworking Nation. My name is Jason Zenger, and this is Making Chips, where we equip and inspire manufacturing leaders. And I'm here in our downtown Chicago studio with my good friend and co-host, Jim Carr. Hey, man. How, How you, you doing? doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a great day so far. Um, I'm, I'm really feeling the equip and inspire. Um, I feel as though that uh, we're leaving a legacy behind. And... Uh, who knows what's going to be next with regards to new platform media? And you know, it, it's really a pleasure to be here with you and to to be the trailblazers in this platform for future people to follow us. Because I know you know there's going to be competition someday, and I welcome that. But at the end of the day, it's been fun. We we've. Two years already, we've been live, and uh, who would have who would have thought uh, after one hundred and five thousand downloads and nearly one hundred episodes that we'd still be here and having all these great relationships with uh, these manufacturing leaders and uh, it's it's just it's sometimes a little overwhelming. It's a lot of work. Yes, it's been fun. It's it, been no fun. doubt about at the it. End of the day. Yeah, and and we've got a great episode. We've got, um, you know, a trailblazing prairie woman on the episode today. And, you know, it's going to be fun to learn some new stuff about marketing today. So we've had a lot of demand for marketing. I mean, it's been one of those hot topics that everybody's like, we want more marketing. We need to know how to, you know, market our shops. So, you know, here it is. We're going to start a new series. Yeah. So that's what we're going to talk about today. But we'll get into that in just a little bit. But as we always do at the beginning of a Making Chips episode, is we, we like to talk about relevant manufacturing news. And, you know, I've shared with the Metalworking Nation for, you know, 100 episodes how I get my manufacturing news, and it's through Google, and I've, I've got it bookmarked to, to find it. And just today, I, I found this article, and I love articles like this, Jump in Manufacturing, Tight Labor Markets Show U.S. Economic Health says the Fed. A pickup in manufacturing, widespread reports of labor shortages, and improving business investment set the stage for the Federal Reserve's December rate hike amid signs of steady economic growth across the country, the Fed reported Wednesday in its latest beige book compendium of economic conditions. So what you're saying is that our increase in mortgage rates can be blamed on manufacturing. Is that what you're saying? Well, kind of. That's kind of what they're alluding to. But at the end of the day, they're saying that the overall economics is doing better. Business is better. 
things are looking more robust, and they're going to uh, do a rate hike. It's it's inevitable um, based on what they're they're saying. Well, it's near zero, so yeah, yeah. I mean, so I mean, it, they've been talking about rate hikes for fifteen years, ten years. It's about time. But that is the sure sign that the economy is doing well. You may or may not remember, Jason, but back in the mid-80s, interest rates were like, mortgage rates were at 16%. Yep. My, my, Can you believe, believe me, that? my dad always reminds me of that. You know, yes. whenever, you know, you're talking about investment, he's like, I remember a time when you could go out of business because of interest rates. Yeah. My first mortgage, I got a, a five-year balloon mortgage on a condo. It was 11.99%, and I was thrilled wow. to death to That's have crazy. 11.99%. So getting back to this, you know, I, I love seeing this kind of news. I love reporting this news. I like sharing this kind of news because I think um, it inspires people to do better and it gives them a little bit of hope at the end of the day that it's not all gloom and doom and that there are businesses, there are manufacturing companies out there that are doing good things that are getting reporters to write articles like this. So, and if they're going to raise the interest rates, there's got to be a reason why they're raising interest well, rates. Well, it's usually when the, the economy's healthy. People are spending money. Right. They have more disposable income and they're spending money. So, at the end of the day, that's it. And uh, how are you seeing business? I mean, we're busy. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. And, um, you know, we're, we're doing some new things. I mean, we, we've got this acquisition that, that we're working on or not working on. We've, um, we've got this acquisition that we've completed and we're starting to take over management and leadership of that company and get them moving in the right direction. And I think that things are really, um, starting to turn a corner. So I'm, I'm really, really hopeful about the, the future of, uh, of our businesses. Yep. Everybody I talk to in our industry tell me they feel optimistic and hopeful that 2017 is going to be better. I agree. I, th- I think that more people are more optimistic now than they were before Donald Trump was the president-elect. Right. I would agree. And, and yeah. you know, but but my mentality has always been to not worry about what others are doing and just buck the trend and, and do my thing no. and blaze the trail and, you know, look at how do I create a new business model and do things differently in order to create value for, for my clients. And that in turn is going to reward me. And, and it's been, it's, it's been a, a very good way of looking at business for, for us. I agree. So, and, and and if the economy gets better on top of that, even better. Well said. I, I do want to share, it, moving on from this, mm-hmm. um, I do want to share with the Metalworking Nation that we've got some exciting news that uh, we're going to be moving forward this year on. One is, starting on this episode, we're going to have a marketing series with our very dear friend and confidant, Julie Poulos. Yes, a monthly marketing series. It's going to be great. It it will be great. Julie's episodes have been one of our most downloaded episodes that we've ever had. Mm -hmm. So obviously... There's, there's a, a thirst need, for that knowledge. There's a thirst. They're, they're, they want it. They want, they want to hear what she has to say. So I'm super excited to start on this. And then the next thing is, we're, you know, we're going out to Sacramento, California at the end of February. Yeah, for a wine tasting. Yeah, for wine tasting. And we're going to fit in a, a pretty high a level. A nice interview. A yeah. nice interview with Titan Gilroy. And uh, I'm excited to, to do that. It should be um, interesting, to say the least, mm-hmm. to learn about him and, and what he's doing to inspire and equip manufacturing leaders for his demographic of people that follow him. So um, with that, 
do you want me to go ahead and introduce our guest, or does she need a formal introduction? <laughs> well, I already kind of introduced her. She probably doesn't need much of an introduction. She is a self-proclaimed uh, trail blazing in her covered wagon, the future of marketing. So <laughs> it seems like an so oxymoron. What? I'm I not sure it if it's. <laughs> 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 let, let me give her a formal introduction for people that may or may not know Julie. So our good friend Julie Poulos that I've personally known for almost a decade is back on the show. Julie is the vice president of Red Caffeine Marketing and Strategy, better known as the vice princess or the mistress of marketing and or social butterfly. Julie loves sharing her passion for marketing and technology with anyone who is looking to move the needle in their business. Her strong background in public relations, marketing, and technical and business development resulted in both corporate and entrepreneurial ventures. As a result, she's a pro at developing relationships, connecting people, and finding solutions to address business challenges. Her experience helps her strongly identify with successes, failures, and the demands of business owners to better assess their needs and recommend strategies to make a big impact. I would actually say a robust impact. I would too. I <laughs> would too. Full-bodied or full-bodied impact. Yes. Welcome, Welcome Julie. Julie. Such a pleasure to have you back again. And we're so excited about this marketing series that you're going to bring to the table and, and help the manufacturers out there that really think it's all smoke and mirrors, you know? So we don't want them to think that marketing is scary. Right. Because it's not. It's not. It's, it's not. just different or new than, than what you're currently doing Yeah. sometimes. So again, welcome. Tell us a little bit about Red Caffeine before we get started with all this great information. And um, Give a little shout out for your company and, and tell us why you're proud to be known as the marketer for makers. Well, thank you, first of all, just for having me back again. I just love to rock the mic with you guys. And uh, I just have to give you a shout out and congratulations on this epic milestone that you guys are making. I literally remember being at a little bar, having a little glass of wine, and Jim saying, you know, this young guy, Jason's got this great idea. I think he said young, good-looking guy, didn't he? A young, good-looking, strategic young man. But but it was so fun because I remember kind of thinking like, hey, what do we have to lose? Let's see. And talk about, you know, on the prairie trail wagon. Blazing. Po podcasts were, uh, let's say, re-emerging because they had kind of been and then went and then came back. And I remember you guys saying like, you know, we'll just see what we can do, blah, blah, blah. And talk about thirsty for more knowledge. This hit the hearts of so many. And I'm I'm just so proud of what you guys have done. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to have just been a, a part a, along the way, just even to drink and brainstorm. And uh, I'm touched that so many people see so much value. And uh, I, I can't wait to see what the future has for, for both of you with your independent, you know, careers outside of this podcast, and what making chips is going to do and really evolve in, in terms of bringing more interesting, different types of media to be able to connect with your audiences in, in different ways. So 
Congratulations you. to Thank you. you. Thank Appreciate you Appreciate so that. And I got a tear in my eye. I know. <laughs> it's, it's all about the love. I know. I feel, it. I feel it. I feel it. And, and you it. know, it, and it's been a great partnership for Jim and I. Yeah, and, and, you know, I, I mean, I have to say it really was a risk. I mean, I barely knew Jim. We've, you know, become like best friends and, you know, yep. can trust each other. And yep. it's, we haven't really gotten into control fights the money. over anything. Yeah, exactly. As long as Jim <laughs> controls the money. Um, and we really haven't like gotten into any like big disagreements over no. anything. It's no. been great. I mean, you know, we're both pretty easy going and laid back and as long as the spotlight stays on Jim he's okay with yeah. you know any, I, I do any, like the celebrity else. a little bit <laughs> take that out we don't want it we don't want to be full of ourselves <laughs> exactly <laughs> so you had asked me a little bit about our company yes. and I absolutely love uh, that we've kind of evolved into being known as the marketer for makers um, because if any of you know me I always say marketing is the language of love and everybody thinks that their industries are, are so different but really it's not it's I think you said well why are we here because if you're not making chips and you're not making money and the bottom line of marketing really is to be able to um, have tools that will augment what your sales team is doing and really making money so the, the basic philosophy of marketing is is get more from the customers that you have and, and attract the new and, and the right ones. So our firm is uh, just a blessing to be a part of, if I can say that, is uh, we're, we're a full-service agency and we have every discipline covered from strategy to great marketing management, writing, design, development, we have public relations specialists, we have social media specialists, we have online specialists, we really have every discipline covered. And we become the outsource marketing department for people who just don't have marketing departments. And we have fallen in love with manufacturing and we are all in. We participate actively in our regional marketing associations at TMA. We participate actively with nonprofits that are really trying to equip young minds and change the mind shift of people that are students um, and parents and administrators. So we love this community and we love the American nature and feel of the community. Yep. We we love the opportunity that's really providing everybody in terms of the workforce. Uh, and uh, we're just really grateful to be a part of, the, of this industry and sector. And that's great, Julie. And, and you guys truly do you know, focus on that marketing segment and it shows. I mean, you understand the manufacturing space better than most marketing companies do. And like Jim said, for a lot of manufacturing companies, it really does feel like smoke and mirrors or something that is just not quite necessary and and it seems a little little just esoteric and and you know you could you can simplify it really easy it's it's like marketing is supposed to get you in the door and sales closes the deal i mean if you yeah, were to really like Amen. boil it down to simplistic terms is marketing gets you known gets you in the door and sales gets you the contract and yes. gets and gets the business on the top marketing isn't going to sell anything no. you know what i mean no. but I, it, but it gets I, you but it gets you in front of the customer i'm still learning this about that what you just said jason marketing gets you noticed marketing gets the people the eyes on you and it generates the leads but then you have the whole sales aspect of it where you've got to go sell it. 
And you need both. You, you need, need both. both. And, and that's why they always say marketing and sales should be aligned. And really, marketing is the, the tool to start to really help your sales. So let, let's just step back. and before from- we, this Before we actually start talking about our first installment, I think this is a good exercise is to step back and... And, and really talk about why you know, we're doing this and, and why, you know, you have both referenced that sometimes it's intimidating for manufacturers. And I have so many manufacturing friends and I've had the conversation so many times. It's only intimidating because it's not something that many, I'm not saying all, but many people have really taken an active interest in. And whether you're in manufacturing or a different business, you know what you do, you know what you know. And you know about making chips. You were born and raised in knowing that, Jim Carr. Mm -hmm. And you were born and raised in knowing what manufacturers need in your company, Jason. So many of us know that. And we came, you guys were referencing decades before and prior, where... It wasn't as required because relationships were made mano a mano. So the you know this whole wide world internet you know it's it's here to stay and it's it's changed things. And oh so we kind God. of reference it as as modern marketing, but it doesn't have to be intimidating because the fact is, it is really there to be the tool and to nur- to to generate leads and to nurture things. So then your sales people can close them versus what do we all know in in terms of manufacturing you've got manufacturing reps you have some salespeople. they cannot turn on the floodgates of the pipe that you need you need this to help them do their jobs better i agree with that and you know i'm constantly relearning that and i feel like my whole sales and marketing focus is really constantly being scrubbed and refined as I'm headed on this journey. And it's not easy. I mean, if, if anyone thinks it's easy, they're fooling themselves. It's not easy. Um, it, it's, it's work in process all the time, and you better learn how to pivot, and you better learn how to be flexible, and you better learn about all the aspects of doing it and doing it better than you were doing it yesterday. You know what I think the hardest part of doing it is literally making the time to make it a priority. Right. I, I think you have to start with a commitment. And you know, we're here, it's, it's brand new, January 2017. Right. And we're starting this episode on goals. That's really, what, what do we call this? New, new year, new goals. New year, new goals. It all starts here. That's right. It all starts here. It is. So it is. it's it's kind of exciting when you start a new year, whether you're starting a new exercise program or starting some ridiculous diet, um, Jason Zanger, or, 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 or you're starting out thinking <laughs> about your marketing goals, which quite frankly, next year, I want you to start thinking about like in September, <laughs> the start of January. But, but, but that's really where you have to start. In it, where we want to kind of talk about today, because we are going to have a wonderful, delightful year together, and we're going to have 12 months to talk about different, you know, ideas, topics, focus to really equip you. So by this time next year, you're going to like start out with a wow. very well-educated bang. But where we want to start today is with self-examination. What does that mean, Julie? Well, you know, the thing that comes to me initially is... You know everything. I I I am an avid listener of the podcast. I, I I you know everybody can refer to to machining and be there and and the, the tips and tricks into, into doing that. But where it really starts is you have a business that's been how many years? 30, 40 something. Forty some years. Yeah. 
And sometimes, conversely, with somebody who's just started up, who has a business plan, we forget that business planning is where we also need to regroup and start. And so that's what we're talking about is self-examination. Take the stuff that's been pouring in your heads. Many entrepreneurs always have things that are just floating in their heads. I think Jason Sanger has more head brain activity than anybody I have ever met in my entire life. And if you can actually get some of that down on paper and organize, that is what I recommend all of you wonderful people who've had the guts and the risk and, and to start businesses is to, you know, you can't, what, what, it's like it's like anything in life, you've got to help yourself first or they say family first. So take the time and commitment in 2017 to really focus some strategic planning. That's what I mean about, you know, starting with self-examination. So dumb that down for a bit. I mean, just really yeah. quick, let's touch on that a little bit because you get you got to remember again, you're talking to me, a small manufacturer, and I understand the the pains that my peers have. I, I get it. You know, I'm an old school manufacturing guy. And, you know, I, I could just imagine you telling my dad to do what you just said. You know what he'd tell you? Forget it, honey. <laughs> Who are you to tell me? I know how to run that machine out in the shop and I know how to cut metal. And you're telling me to what? Write down my thoughts on a piece of paper? I don't have time for that. So what do you really mean? I mean, in, in the most simplistic way, okay. what do we need to do? Okay. Well, first thing, you hit something on the head right there. So two things is what I have found is we now in this day have two situations that happen. First of all, we have second, third generation owners like Jason who are taking the leads and understand that we have to make this a priority. Or we have people like Vision, like you, Jim, who are willing to step outside their comfort zone. And you did that very early on. You were first early adopter on social media when manufacturers weren't doing it, taking wonderful pictures from your phone and, and really blazing the trail. So number one, you have to want it. Okay? That's that's the first thing. You if you have, don't want it, you might as well not nope, be in business. You have to have vision and you have to know that this is what's going to drive you. And then the second thing, what well, second, third, fourth, fifth, maybe right. six, seven things that I, I'm talking about is, is that it starts with going back to basics. And the first thing are goals. And, and I don't want to assume that people don't have formalized documents, documented sales goals, but I can just share in my experience, we work with um, manufacturers from, you know, a couple million to a hundred million is usually around that threshold that somebody doesn't have an internal marketing department. And the same thing as a $2 million company is often as an $80 million company. They don't usually have an organized sales effort or, or goals. So everybody wants to start with like, let's say, oh, I'm going to get a new website or oh, I'm going to do something like this. You have to start with knowing basic business tactics. What do you want to do next year? What do you want to do in three years? What do you want to do in five years? And then you have to articulate that, write that down. And then you have to find out if it's realistic. So let me say simplistically, starting with sales goals, where do you want to grow by in the next year, three years, five years? And look at your list. Look at your customers. Take some time to extract it, export it from whatever ERP that you are utilizing and, and say what, you know, we all know what's the, Jason, you probably know this, you've read every book alive. You get more business from your current customers than you can by attracting new customers. So, so. Well, I, I don't, I don't know exactly the book that you're referring to, but I mean, it, it's, yeah, you're absolutely right that it's less effort 
to get sales from people that are already buying from totally. you. You want to go to totally. those same people and say, what more can I do for, for you? you? Yes. And, and that becomes a matter of you could be marketing that or you could be selling it. So you could be doing it from a marketing perspective by, or both. by bringing awareness and you could be doing it from a sales perspective by just closing the deal and having the conversation. And what I'm suggesting is you start with some pencil and paper and you take a, a day, whether it's a weekday or a weekend, and you go off somewhere and you look at your customer list and you say, okay, the first thing I like to look at is extract it and say, okay, we have so many customers, they're in these types of markets and sort it, you know, spreadsheet and say, so we're really doing like whatever, 90%. Well, if you're doing 90% aerospace, that's probably really good because I heard in your last podcast that, you know, that there was a recent passage of this, that there's a, a great need there. But, but first of all, identifying you know, where you have areas of opportunity. And and who are you really talking to? Are you everybody always wants to tell me we want to talk to the engineers. Manufacturers want to talk to the engineers. We do. But if you look at your customer list, how many of those are actually engineers and how many of those are really procurement? Okay. I'm just saying right. it's, I'm it's, saying extract your list and take a look. And then go a little bit deeper. And then you say, okay, I've got XYZ's whatever company and I'm I'm selling them this and this much in this frequency. What is the opportunity that I can get? A realistic opportunity. A realistic. Because you know what I hear? Oh, I want to grow by um, 50% in three years. Yay. Yay. That's great. Right. Get out the candles. What? Yeah, let's go. And you know what? Right. Maybe that's totally achievable. But you know when it's achievable is when you've done your homework. So that's what I'm saying is start with look, start at home, start with basics, start with looking at what's the opportunity with the current customers you have. Okay. So now you know what that is and you know what that percentage is. Now, you know, simple mathematics show you now how many new customers you have to get and where are you going to get them? And, and you know what's so with marketing everybody wants to like kind of be everything to everybody there's a, there's only so much time and, and investment that you can do so we need to prioritize so where's the low-hanging fruit and you do it by six months or you do it by a year and you have to focus your efforts because online advertising as you know is very expensive where's that like dividing line between you know strategic planning and marketing because i feel like you're getting into the whole strategic planning side of thing which i understand how that relates to marketing but where does marketing end and strategic planning starts you know what i mean because like when we look at our um, strategic planning process we look at the company and we say where do we want to be in 10 years and we look at what those key points are associated with that we're going to have you know this many people out in the field we're going to have this many large tool cribs that we manage you know and we kind of break these things we're going to have this many application people and we break those things down and then we say okay in 3 years this is what it's going to look like are you talking about that same sort of um, process that you're that you're going through so yes, you're talking about that process in terms of an operational standpoint. I'm talking about taking that into a marketing standpoint. Okay, okay. And, and so what we do- And those two are going to relate to each other. Correct. Yeah. And whether we do it or you do it, and what really my goal is this year, and, and I can't wait till it's January 2018 and we're- here again and sharing a glass of wine and seeing what we've accomplished. Two things. I have two goals. Either we're going to equip you, manufacturing leaders, with the knowledge and wherewithal that you can do some of these things yourself 
and or we're going to equip you with knowledge so you realize what you can do in-house and what you need to seek out outside Outsource, outside yeah. for help. Sure. So so uh, that's what my company does is and the way we start any particular engagement is with a strategic plan. And the things that we initially start with is with a, a deep dive asking you these types of questions that we're asking today in understanding your business landscape because marketing has to align with your business strategic goals. So the first thing then after we get this download from you, understanding what your sales goals are and what your markets are and what your industries are and where's the areas of opportunity, we will do a deep dive into understanding the competitive landscape, understanding your buyer types and and going into those. And those are things that we're going to talk about in the future. But the questions that we want to ask today and for you to think about and write down and, and, and then comment and share on the Making Chips site and really be able to come back and ask these types of questions because we'd love for this to be an interactive, you know, dialogue is starting with, you know, first of all, whatever your sales goals. So one of the first things that I'll ask anybody, and we've had yeah, this so conversation let's, let's so many times. Let's say I'm new. Let's say I don't know you. And I went to uh, BalesUSA.com, one of my good dear friends, Stacy, And I really like her site. I really like what she's doing. I've seen her business grow. And I'm, hey, Stacy, you, you know, who are you using? Oh, I'm using Red Caffeine Marketing. And I call you up. I've never met you before. And I say, we talk. We, we've got good synergy together. And I say, Julie, what's the first step in my overall marketing plan? And you say, Jim, you need to... Do a deep dive in strategy. And that that's really what it is. But you know what I'm going to ask you back? And Jim, I'm going to see if you can you can say this. I'm going to give you some hints to see because I think you know, you, I know you know this. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to tee it up correct. Is the first thing that we're going to ask you is what are your, starts with a P and second word is a P. Profile persona. No, pain points. It's oh, one of your favorite points. things you say. I say that all the you time. You say it all the time. Where are my pain points? Right. Okay. And so, and so that and that's really where the, 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 the that's where I'm asking everybody to really start is is in, when somebody comes to me, I'm like, why are you coming to me? What are your challenges? And so frequently, I'll tell you the most common things. And, and, and my life is very much like Groundhog Day because people think that they're so dissimilar, yet they're so much alike, right? And so I'll hear often, I'm the I'm the best kept secret. That that's the number one thing you know that we hear. So you know what I hear? I hear you have no brand awareness, <laughs> and, and then they hear we need to get more leads and more sales. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, first we have to get we have some brand awareness in order to <laughs> result to some lead generation. So that's that's what I'm thinking. So the first thing that we ask people to do is fill out this client profile, and I think we're going to make this available on the website as well. Oh, that would be right? awesome. And so you can you can download it and you can make it your own. You know, do, use it. It's it's an exercise that. I start with everybody before they're even doing business with us because it makes people think um, very differently. And some of the questions that we'll ask them is initially is what are, are your sales goals? And please break it down between what you think you're going to be able to get from current business and what are you going to get from new business? And then, So are you saying a dollar amount from current and a dollar amount from new or a percentage of your overall sales? All of that. Okay. All of it. Okay. One of the things that we like to break it down it very simply is, you know, don't doesn't almost everybody identify with you have your core business, right? You you have so your many core competencies. What, yeah. yeah. What what you and do you best? Have your your customers that are like the average order size, doing the average thing. Yep. So that's the first thing you want to start with. So how many more of those people do I need 
to be able to achieve my sales goals. Then you go up one step. And the, the second thing is, okay, so we all have like the one or two of the really big customers, right? The big guys. Everybody does. But right? you don't want to be owned by the big guys either. So there's that like balance that you have to save. So so I, I know some customers that just have need, want one big guy or two big guys, and that's what moves that engine. And that's a very different marketing strategy versus having, I need, you know, 50 more of the, the guys in my sweet spot one new guy and then the little guppies how we you know we yeah, all- you're going to market in a very different way if you're just looking for in order to get from my sales goal i need one more big customer versus i need 50 15. or 10 within this smaller range i mean that's a very different marketing approach it totally is and so if you say i want to grow by 15 percent next year and by whatever 50 percent in five years whatever your is is you start with that and then you back that down and you look at your customer list and you say okay i know x percent i can get and you really have to break down by by each of your customers and in many cases in in this mid-size manufacturing market that's very achievable you know so i I, in order to achieve this goal we're going to get this much from these customers then in terms of new customers i need two big fish five big fish whatever it is and then i need 10 or 15 or 50 of my my sweet spot customer and then we know that we're going to want to we're going to take some customers that are more of our smaller guppies but we're only going to take the guppies that we know that can grow from a c account to a b account so it's i'm looking at your client profile um tool now and i'm just trying to fit in the protocol for my company and into this client profile so big fish is your a customers right your average size is your mid-range customers who you get your those customers that come all the time but they're they're not really big yet and then the guppies are the the fill-ins so what you want to do is you want to you want to write down like a number for the number of how many big fish do we have how many average size and how many guppies do we have and then what percentage of business are they the value the dollar value of what they are and then the goal to acquire next year so what percent so if you're selling a hundred thousand dollars to guppies what goal do you want to achieve how do you want to rank them for next year and how are you going to grow them and you know everything so you could just you could just go 10 percent on each of them right if you wanted to do but is it attainable? That's, well, that's the, but but what if you don't want guppies anymore and you only want big fish? Or what if you want to diverse yourself from the big fish? You know, so it depends on where you want to grow. And where you want to spend your time, money, and budget. So there was, I have so many different interesting, varied examples. Like we had one client that started with six customers. And I'm sure that many of your listeners can like identify. They have had six customers for 30 years. And so our goal with them was... There was, we were getting everything that we could. We could do nothing in customer retention and growth. We had to all focus on our time, money, and budget on on new business. Then we had another client that um, when you when you export your your customer list and 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 you really identify it, there's so many insights that you have. Oh. So we had somebody do that, and this is a. Very it's actually kind of it's kind of like it's cathartic. It is. It's a little painful. It hurts a little it bit. It does. It does. And then then you have to get over sharing it with general public, you know, sharing it with Red Caffeine, you know, do and I'm I'm telling you this honestly, you know, it's like exposing yourself in a, in a, in a way to the general public and 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 sharing this guarded information that we've had for for years, you know. The only thing I can say to that Jim Carr is 
Not that I streak a lot, only once in a while, but every time I do, it feels a little liberating. So I'm hoping that once you're exposing your, your books to it, yeah, us, that oh, it's a little it, bit liberating. It is definitely liberating. <laughs> but I want to share another very different story. So I have another client, which, and, and, and I, I feel, the reason I'm saying sharing these stories because I want people to identify with, so there's so many different aspects of what it is. So we had another client that's only been with us about a year. And when we asked them to export their data and kind of organize this and, and really look at it, we really realized that um, the top six or seven customers had maybe 60 or 70 percent of the business and they all fed the number one customer. Now, you say to yourself, well, you should know that. Of course you know that. But you know what you're doing? You're doing your business every day and you're not really paying attention to that next thing. And and that's okay because for 30 years, 40 years, you've been successful. Yep. But yep. right now, yep. you have to put the foot on the brakes yep. and you have to just do a reality check. So if it feels like we're belaboring this issue, I can't belabor it enough. Export your data, organize it, and look at the opportunity that you have and, and set these realistic goals. So you and then you know what you're doing? You're equipping your sales team. We need, we're going for one big fish. We're going for 10 of and I, I the mid-size is your sweet spot. That's I agree. Your bread and butter. It's, it's definitely my sweet butter. spot for sure. And so we, we want to grow by, you know, we want 10 new accounts in, in this bread and butter business. And then and then then to your point, Jason, nobody ever wants the pebbles but you know what sometimes you have to take the pebbles but you want to take the pebbles that are going to grow from a pebble to a rock you know so 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 that's the that's the first thing that you do then you know what happens after you start looking at the list you go wow all these guys um i'm just making this up geez 40 percent of these guys are in aerospace oh light bulb Maybe we should start focusing our time, money, effort. Maybe we're a dollars. specialist in aerospace and right. we should be marketing that. Right. So 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 all of these revelations start happening. And then I want to share something else. And I don't want anybody to feel bad about this. I just want to say that in many times I've talked to many manufacturers and I've said, okay, we have we have two tabs on this other tool is, you know, sh- let's talk about the prospects that you have. And and often it's a very short list. It's a very short list of prospects because, quite frankly, all of us, and and we've been guilty of that ourselves too, is we've been responding to the things that are coming in. So we're really not list building. We're really not getting new. I feel like you're talking for me. And (laughs) no, I I do because it's absolutely the damn truth. But I want everybody because to feel okay about it, that. I don't want anybody you know to feel bad about you know that. Why? You know why? Because we're so tactical. No, you're doing the business at your hand. You're making right. chips. That's how you know how to do your business. Right, right, right. So go ahead. So that's really, you know, where where it starts with that. And then we break down and, and go into other things. In terms of the, the next thing that you kind of have to look at is um, what are your areas of goals? So so do you have an opportunity in a market? Are you trying to launch a new product or, or service? You know, what? where do we have the greatest sense of opportunity? So you want to kind of document that as well. And then you kind of, in, in, in if you remember our previous episode is, are you telling your story? So all I want you to do right now in this episode is I want you to write all of these things down. How are you telling your story? Is it the way you like to say it or is that the way people you know want to hear it? 
And, um, and then I want you to kind of look at your sales team. And this is also kind of an emotional subject for a lot of people. I'm just going to share you only the examples that I have. Sometimes the sales team is, is you. It's Jim Carr. It's the owner. It is. Sometimes it's you and some manufacturing reps. Yep. Sometimes it's you, some manufacturing reps, and it's some, I, I like to call them technical sales specialists. They're, they're really customer service plus right? Because you're responding to things. But you, a lot of you don't have internal hunters, right? Right. A- and that's where marketing, when marketing is doing its job correctly, it's bringing you the leads in so those people can do their job the best. That's, but, but, but what I'm saying is please organize it. Think about it. Write it down before you do any marketing for yourself, before you seek any outside help. Understand where are your strengths, where are your goals? Where are your weaknesses? That's really where I want you. And, and then also look at what's working. Are you going to trade shows? Are you doing any Google ads? Are you, you know, I, I don't, but but see what's working. And then, and then lastly, I want you to look like, what's your wish list? Like, gosh, if I, you know, all these things that I wanted to do and, and write them all down. So it's January. We're about writing goals. We're about writing resolutions. It's about looking internally at you and it's internally looking at your business and, and being thoughtful and intelligent. So that's that's where I really want this so conversation. So the first step in marketing is don't right. get out there and market right away. Is no. figure out Write who you are and where you want to go. Yes. That makes sense. I know. So I guess like I guess I guess that's the call to action to the metalworking nation is download this um, client profile um, that we're going to post on the website and really figure out who you are in order to make that next uh, step in marketing. You know, that's where you have to start. You can't just say, I just want to get a website up. Well, you know, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sure you hear it like 80% of the time that you talk to a new client, but you you have to unwind them from that and say, we need to figure out who you are first. You need to figure out who you are first, and then we can figure out where you're going to go and and how to get a website up. When I met Julie for the first time and she told me to do this exercise, I was like, oh, this is so arduous. Why do we have to? It's a waste of time. Well, I I, I already know all this stuff. I don't think I ever told you that. But I'm like, oh God, really? Do, right. I, do I have to do this? Jim, I, didn't we say I that? I hate this. We I, were driving in a car you know, to a TMA event. Yes. You were driving and I was typing. And you, you I was on your pulling lift it out of you. You were. Literally. And, but I, I just want the metalworking nation, I want all the people out there that are listening that can relate to me that it is, it is a little painful. And yeah, you're not going to want to do it. But you absolutely have to do it. If you want your business to grow and thrive... And you want to be better next year or three to five years from now, you've got to do it. And it really, at the end of the day, it wasn't that bad. Well, I mean, it's only painful because maybe you don't have the answers to some of these questions. Right. You know, and you got you to go painful through that pain. because you don't want to actually see it in writing. It's like being self-reflective on your weaknesses. You exactly. know, nobody wants, no, nobody wants to actually, you know, sit back and say, yeah, you know what? I'm not really good at that. Right. Although, you know, I, I go back to what we started talking about. I think the hardest part is taking the time because you, I, I know, especially Jason Zinger, I know it's in your head and it's spinning and moving all the time. And I think that it's, it's really taking the time 
to to put pen to paper and yep. to go back to kind of one-on-one business planning. But I know everybody can do it. And and I want to set the tone for the episodes to head. I'm not going to come, you know, Jim and I were talking about, I'm like, please don't use tips and tricks because we're not going to say, oh, SEO is going to do this and this is going to do this. What I'm going to go back is to the roots and the principles. Mm-hmm. And, we're in, and by the end of our journey together, you are going to be educated on what either you can do for yourself or what you need to get help on, but it's going to be rooted in strong principle. Principle, in fact, it's going to drive your business and move your needle. Why? Because we're making chips. And if we're not making chips, we're, we're not, not making, making money. money. Bam. Bam. This podcast exists to improve the manufacturing industry. We want to hear from you, the owners, managers, leaders, and engineers from the metalworking nation. What ideas do you want to share and what keeps you up at night? We want you to take something away from this podcast that you can use to improve your company, your team, and yourself. So let us know what you want to hear and we'll see you next time on Making Chips. Don't look at Julie, just look at me. Five, four, three, two, one. Now this is what working should be all about. This is what this is what it's like to do a job that you absolutely love. Five, four, three, two, one. Can you just get her to stop talking so I can do the intro? That would help. There's a lot of good bloopers in this one. Hello, metalworking nation. No, we need robust. We need a full body cam. Yeah.